It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Uh, I kind of destroyed Brady's ears there. Yes. Jeez. It's good for you. Now I need to get that to there. Get all and the settings all right so we yeah, can have a rocking and rolling podcast. We we the, we use different boards for games and podcasts because for games mm. we're usually a one man crew. It's a much smaller board, takes up a lot less space because uh, some of the places we go to, especially for football, are very cramped. Yep. Um, and then when we do the show, we have a bigger board so we can plug in more mics. Brady's got one. I've got one. If we have a guest, there's room for that. Actually, we have room for two guests. Yeah. Um, and and we could probably rig it up to do more. So all the settings were awkward because we did the game in Ortonville the other night together mm-hmm. and used this board and different settings for different things. I don't want to get too technical on there. I just no. I used up the whole first segment being technical. <laughs> um, anyway, you ha- we had uh, two quarterfinal games, which both uh, unfortunately put an end to our basketball season. But both were good games. They were very good games, and I mean – I don't think in too much of a different world we're talking about two semifinal games today, but just didn't get the bouncers in both games. Yeah, I, I thought it was a 50-50 chance. Um, you know, the Croslex-Ferndale game I didn't get to see firsthand, mm-hmm. so I'm going to rely more on what I heard from you. Um, and then as, as far as when we get to the girls' game, the, the Emily City game, I, I thought Country Day got the luck and Emily City didn't, period. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to be a, a homer. We didn't do a lot of Emily City. We talked about them that they were doing a good job, but I, I just thought they got outlucked in the end in that game. That was a 50-50 basketball game. Yep, and uh, we have basketball coming in, or, or baseball. baseball coming in starting today. So yeah, no rest there. And I guess we might talk a little, a little bit about the diamond. Uh, in our third segment, depending on how much we rant and rave. Well, I, I'm the the first segment's going to be fun because we're going to talk about the Croslex game first. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's and, a and, lot to talk about and, in that and, one, and and I think uh, Brady will be as high energy as he was last night during the broadcast. I, I don't know if I have the <laughs> voice to be. You can kind of tell. You can hear the raspiness a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was at home going, calm down, calm down. Save it. Keep it in reserve. Leave a little in the tank. Yeah, little did I know. But I would that's be, not your style, and no. that's, that's good. That's why people like you. Little did I know I really should have kept it in the tank. <laughs> it would be fun. I thought a couple of times they were stopping the game to talk to the AD to, to tell you to shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right. Well, let's, let's pay the bills, and then we'll come back and we'll dive into All it. Right. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. 
Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows with low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes. They can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Ah. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Dura Clean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Dura Clean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Dura Clean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. 44 Duraclean by Bachelor. 
If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton, Get Stuck on Sports, Tri-County Equipment Podcast. And uh, I'm going to just a little bit more. So, we have a few different directions to go with this Croslex Stop playing with your I'm not touching it. I'm keeping it there. I haven't touched this part the whole time. Your hand is right there. But I haven't touched it. You're you're just all jig, jig, It's not there. It's here. Anyway, there's three different ways we can go with this Croslex Ferndale game. Um, Let's start with the actual game. And it was a game of runs. Uh, Croslex was up 5 nothing, and then found themselves down 20-10. to uh, It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Uh, I kind of destroyed Brady's ears there. Yes. Jeez. It's good for you. Now I need to get that to there. Get all and the settings all right so we yeah, can have a rocking and rolling podcast. We we the, we use different boards for games and podcasts because for games mm. we're usually a one man crew. It's a much smaller board, takes up a lot less space because uh, some of the places we go to, especially for football, are very cramped. Yep. Um, and then when we do the show, we have a bigger board so we can plug in more mics. Brady's got one. I've got one. If we have a guest, there's room for that. Actually, we have room for two guests. Yeah. Um, and and we could probably rig it up to do more. So all the settings were awkward because we did the game in Ortonville the other night together mm-hmm. and used this board and different settings for different things. I don't want to get too technical in there. I just no. I used up the whole first segment being technical. <laughs> um, anyway, you ha- we had uh, two quarterfinal games, which both uh, unfortunately put an end to our basketball season. But both were good games. They were very good games. And, I mean – I don't think in too much of a different world we're talking about two semifinal games today, but just didn't get the bouncers in both games. Yeah, I I thought it was a 50-50 chance. Um, You know, the Croslex-Ferndale game I didn't get to see firsthand, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to rely more on what I heard from you. Um, And then as as far as when we get to the girls' game, the the Emily City game, I, I thought Country Day got the luck and Emily City didn't, period. Yeah, uh, I'm not trying to be a, a homer. We didn't do a lot of Emily City. We talked about them that they were doing a good job, but I, I just thought they got outlucked in the end in that game. That was a 50-50 basketball game. Yep, and uh, we have basketball coming in, or, or baseball. baseball coming in starting today. So yeah, no rest there. And I guess we might talk a little, a little bit about the diamond. Uh, in our third segment, depending on how much we rant and rave. Well, I, I'm the the first segment's going to be fun because we're going to talk about the Croslex game first. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's and, a and, lot to talk about and, in that and, one, and and I think uh, Brady will be as high energy as he was last night during the broadcast. Uh, I don't know if I have the voice to be. <laughs> you can kind of tell. You can hear the raspiness a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I was at home going, calm down, calm down. Save it. Keep it in reserve. Leave a little in the tank. Yeah, little did I know. But I would that's be... not your style, and no. that's, that's good. That's why people like you. Little did I know I really should have kept it in the tank. <laughs> it would be fun. I thought a couple of times they were stopping the game to talk to the AD to, to tell you to shut up. 
<laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's pay the bills and then we'll come back and we'll dive into All it. Right. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250-7520. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810-364-8700. For all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. If your windows stick, (laughs) slip, (laughs) squeak, or leak, replace them with Anderson windows. With low E glass, low maintenance exteriors, and rich wood interiors, standard and custom sizes, they can turn simple window replacement into serious home improvement. Hi, Chip Mortimer here, inviting you to experience the difference at Mortimer Lumber. Our expert staff will be here to help before, during, and after the sale. Stop by Mortimer Lumber, 24th and Lapeer Avenue in Port Huron. Hey guys, Brady Beaton here to let you know that TP Logos is now at their brand new location. Now located at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville, TP Logos has the largest in-stock selection of your team's spirit wear. While the location has changed, the service has not. They still will handle all of your custom screen printing and embroidery needs. Check out tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products, including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. Don't wait weeks for your gear. Get it in days with TP Logos. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Grant. Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union. Real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. 
DuraClean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call DuraClean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. DuraClean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. DuraClean by Bachelor. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton, Get Stuck on Sports, Tri-County Equipment Podcast. And uh, I'm going to just a little bit more. So, we have a few different directions to go with this Croslex for Stop playing with your I'm not touching wire. it. I'm keeping it there. I haven't touched this part the whole you, time. Your hand is right there. But I haven't you, touched it. You, you're anyway, just all jig, jig, It's not there. It's here. Anyway, there's three different ways we can go with this Croslex-Ferndale game. Um, let's start with the actual game. And it was a game of runs. Uh, Croslex was up 5 nothing, and then found themselves down 20-10. to uh, They then battled. It was a one-point game going into halftime. Well, they actually scored 10 in a row at yes. one point and tied it at 20. Yeah. It was a one-point game going into the half for Outlet. Croslex dominated the third quarter. Took, what, an eight-point lead into the third. Should have been a 10. Missed a layup at the buzzer. And then they got shut down in the, third qu- in the fourth quarter. Only scored three points. And Ferndale held for the final three and a half minutes. We'll talk about that. And they did a great job defensively stopping an inbound from really Ferndale had three looks to win that game in the final seven seconds after they called a timeout. Uh, they went to another overtime. That first overtime, by the way, it was two to two. Yeah. Uh, again, Ferndale had two more looks at it. Couldn't hit it. And then in the second overtime outscored them by five uh they had a chance to tie it with a three they left it short uh for ferndale uh jason drake was unbelievable for them uh trey lewis he had a really good night but wasn't anything i don't know he wasn't anything super impressive i mean he had what 17 18 points six of which came from the free throw line jack kennedy made the difference he was the x factor his length i think like i said on the broadcast i was told he had a 7-4 wingspan um and he affected a lot of shots got a lot of rebounds got some putbacks at key points and uh yeah not a lot of different players scored for ferndale really only four main scores for them cross lex hunter soper had 24, Johnson and Kalakovich had nice nights, but Croslex couldn't get the basket in overtime when yeah, they needed I, it. I was just, uh, while you were given that uh, first to third quarter, 24 makes from the field for the Pioneers. Fourth quarter and the two overtime periods, four makes. Yeah, that's two quarters of basketball. And, and the the other part of it here is – they had three points on free throws last night in a game that 
Sounded pretty physical to me. It was. And, okay, I'll, I'll say this. The officials were awful, but they were awful both ways. Like, they – I was talking to you after the game last night. I can't say if the officials affected it one way or another because there were so many bad calls. And then they got in the business of makeup calls that were – just awful and I think there was twice on the broadcast there was one time a kid from Ferndale went to shoot a three and I don't remember who it was but he karate chopped him across the arm right in front of the official I don't know how you don't call that foul there was I think it was Sage Slanik completely flopped uh when uh Kennedy was going up for a layup like like he he had his feet planted, and the second he got within, br- he could smell his breath. Threw himself back. Official blew the whistle. Charge, and it was yeah. And then hey, Croslex um, and there got was, some bad. There was, calls. Yeah, there was one uh, in particular that Townsend. Something Townsend, happened to Townsend. Yeah. And, Townsend, and Townsend no went call. up for a layup. He got hit across both arms uh, on one of the late layups in overtime. They missed a double dribble on Jason Drake. I mean, there's a lot on the putback that Sage Slanik had to tie it um, in the first overtime. He was hacked. So, yes, the officials were bad, but there were so many bad calls, it almost just evened out. And, okay, I'm going to talk about this before we talk about the three-minute stall. Okay. Because I think that'll be a longer discussion. Hunter Soper... In the last two games, the two biggest games of his career, had put up 54 points. He was playing with a kid in Trey Lewis that has D1 offers from Toledo, Kent State, VCU. I know Xavier was there recruiting him. Oakland was there at that game. Uh, I, I heard that Michigan State has even shown interest in him. Hunter Soper is every bit as good as Trey Lewis. You watched him go back and forth, and I thought Soper played better than Lewis. I thought the best player in the game last night was Jason Drake. But Hunter Soper, in the biggest stage against a really good team, showed up and played like a superstar. There is no reason why a D1 coach in the MAC, the Horizon League, shouldn't be giving this kid a call. You're not doing your due diligence as a coach, as a recruiter, if you're not taking a little more look at Hunter Soper, let alone the GLIAC. The fact that there's not a GLIAC team pounding down his door. Why isn't Northwood? Why isn't Wayne State? Why isn't Saginaw Valley just every day, hey, 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 Hunter, you still there? Yeah, hey, We got a spot for you. We got a spot for you. He showed up against really good talent and played an unbelievable game at both ends. Even Tyler Johnson, he's probably a D2 basketball player. He should be getting a lot more love than he is. I hope this game woke up some coaches because the fact that Hunter Soper is not getting even GLIAC offers is a slap in the face. He was unbelievable last night. And it just annoys me that he's not getting more love because you saw him against kids that are getting D1 offers, and he was every bit as good as them. Well, uh, again, uh, I saw the Carlton game, and I got there, and everybody, mostly in football, they Mm -hmm. were talking about the the Carlton kid, but they said he's getting some basketball offers too, and Soper was better. 
Soper was better. Soper made the kid look silly in the second half of that uh, game. He he really did. Um, you against Linden. Yeah. Um, uh, against uh, Goodrich. Goodrich. Notre Dame against prep. Notre Dame prep. And then last night, 20, 24 points. Uh, and when they needed something clutch, Hunter Soper gave them something clutch. Yes. And, I mean, what more can you ask for? You know, well, he was doing it in, against BUAC teams. Okay, regional final, Pontiac Notre Dame prep, 30 points. Quarterfinal game, Ferndale, 24 points. Played well defensively. Got a lot of boards. I don't know what else these coaches are looking for. Yeah. I don't. He scores. He blocks shots. Yes. He rebounds. He can run your offense. He can handle the basketball under yeah. pressure. He shoots he can well pass. enough. He's not a dead-eye three-point shooter, but you can't leave him open. I've seen games where he's hit three threes in a game. And here's the other thing. From everything I've, talk, I've heard, Kid is unbelievable. Almost a 4.0 student, like a 3.9. He's not going to cause any issues. He's a you, good teammate. You see the motor he plays with. I don't know what, like, bias these coaches have that it's cross lex and oh i i don't know i don't know what they don't see in hunter soper like it's almost like they're looking to nitpick like oh he oh he tripped on a backdoor play oh that uh, that maybe says maybe he's not the most balanced uh, doesn't have the best like no he's a division one basketball player i just think a lot of them don't know about him it's cross lex they're not they, but they don't take but I know serious. those coaches at Croslex, not just Lance, all the other ones there are pushing him. They are trying their damnedest to get his name out. I, I know, but a lot of coaches are like that. Like early in my career, uh, Millington had a, a, a decent quarterback, and the football coach there was pushing him. And he also had a linebacker who was too small. Mm-hmm. He's a good player, great high school player, but he was too small, and that's why colleges weren't interested. But he – Pushed and pushed and pushed and tried to get teams to look at that guy. So there's a lot of coaches in the state that do that. So I think the college guys are like, okay, this is just another guy from a place I've never heard of trying to push a kid who's probably okay, but he's not going to help us. I don't. There's they got to get out, and you got to see this kid play. There's got to be a GA somewhere looking through film that goes, hey, holy crap, we need to get this kid, or at least look at him a little more. That's what I don't get. Yeah. All right. I agree with you. I, I think he's sensational. He's one of the, the best players that has come out of this area. Period. Yeah. Period. I, I don't know how long his title will last with, with uh, that sophomore at Northern. But right now. No, but I mean, yes. I, I'm not saying he's the greatest right. ever, but he's – if we went back over, let's just say the last I'll 50 say, years, he's, he's on the list of the best ten. Yeah. No I'd, problem. I'd say since I've, like, when I first got into high school or late middle school, like, I mean, I guess the other name you could throw out was Matt Van Dyke, but I don't think, he, I think if he doesn't walk on at Michigan State, he's not regarded. I think that kind of boosted him up from where he was in high school because he was really good at SC4. Um But, no, Hunter Soper is unbelievable. Yeah, maybe Hunter Soper will be that great story. Maybe he'll walk on somewhere and people will go where did they find i just don't know how you don't take a flyer on the kid but anyway the next thing to talk about and i've been going back and forth on this the game was tied 60 to 60 ferndale got the ball 
with 3.20 left to go in the game. And they held it for three minutes and 20 seconds and took the last shot. Now, I'm not going to blame the Ferndale coach at all. I think Juan Rickman did a what he thought was best for his team to win. You're in a quarterfinal game. You're trying to make a state championship run. If they're going to let you sit back and kill the last three and a half minutes, I'm going to take my chances on a shot at the buzzer. I'm not blaming him. He's, the rules are in front of him. There's no shot clock in high school. Okay, do what you need to do. That is a good job coaching. You say, what's a coach's job? Put the players in the best position to win. Well, he did that, and ultimately, he won the game. I mean, you want to argue, should you do that? That's a different story. He put his kids in the best position to win. Do I like the move as a fan and a broadcaster? No, but I'm not going to fault the guy. I don't think he did anything wrong. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Yeah, I, I, he didn't do anything wrong. Um, it's a strategy that I've seen before. Generally, though, it's done in situations where you have an underdog trying to upset a team that they know they otherwise really don't have a, a chance. Like you're, you're, you're Dennis Stuckey Tech against Brady State, and I'm tied 60-60 with three minutes to go. I might hold the ball if I've got it and take the last shot because I know that that's my best chance to win because if I play out that last three minutes, you're probably going to beat me. This game was more – this was so back and forth. Who knows who wins this game if they play it straight up for that last right. 320. We just know it's going to be a fantastic finish. W- what we have here is even if they make the last shot, doesn't it kind of take a little bit of the and, – and I know he doesn't care about that. He right. just cares we're in the semifinals. Yep. Uh, and that's his job. Yes. His, he, he's not there to entertain – you or any of the spectators, he's there to win the game for his kids and get them to the to the semifinals because they're trying to win a state championship just like Croslex is. Uh, and had Croslex done the same thing, I'd say the same thing about yeah. Lance Camel. He's doing what he's doing his job. That's why, like um, again, yeah, is it but, annoying having an amazing game yeah, get it, just put in yeah, part? It just kind of takes a little of the. F- out of it but you know what it it worked in a couple of factors they didn't make the shot and went to overtime but we talked about Crosslex only made four baskets in the last 16 minutes of the game well part of it is because of that yeah that they they didn't have the ball and they took them out of rhythm yeah and and it took them out of out of rhythm so in in that sense it it did kind of help them win the basketball game does it does it suck as a Crosslex fan as a player and I experienced that when I played in the last my last basketball game. Yeah, and it's frustrating, but here's the thing. And if you really didn't want him to do that, you had three minutes, you could have snapped into man-to-man and forced them to. Would that have been the best move? I don't know because I think play on player-to-player, Ferndale was more athletic than... Cross lack so you don't I mean you snap into man hey they can't hold it you pressure them they can't just sit, sit there so there it's a two-way street yeah the the other way I guess you could have done it is you could have played the foul game uh they didn't shoot free throws well you could have made them shoot free throws while you were getting possessions yeah that's a dangerous game but and then that leads into the next discussion which I think will round out this first segment a shot clock in high school 
because that debate always comes up, and this just inflames the debate. Like, you saw a lot of people chiming in on it. And I'll, I'll, I'll give both sides because I understand. And then I'll tell you why it's never going to happen, okay? Yeah. You give both sides, and then I'll tell you why it's never going to happen. I, what is it, a five-letter word that, that's green? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, for it, it's better for the game. It doesn't have to be like a 24-second shot clock. It could be like junior college. That I think it's a 30. Even if it's 45 or even 60 seconds, all it's there to do is prevent what happened last night. Holding the ball, come on, we're just going to kill this clock. That's what it would be there to prevent. Not to speed up the game or anything, just to at least ensure that basketball is played. 40, I would have no problem if you put in a 45-second shot clock. Uh, I, when I've talked to a couple college scouts that have come out, they've mentioned that they're like, well, the one thing we liked about when we watched Cross Lex is they play with pace. They go up and down, and you see a lot of times in high school these marathon possessions that pass around the arc for a minute before you get the shot off maybe would help get Michigan kids recruited a little better. They play with pace. They play with a shot clock in mind where the next level, you have that. Yeah, I hate the weave. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. But <laughs> So I think it is better for the game and objectively would make high school basketball better for the fans, for the players, for the coaches. I think you, you avoid any situation like that. Again, Ferndale did nothing wrong. And I'll add this before I continue. That was a, that's what a high school basketball game should have been. Both those teams respected each other. Both those teams played hard, at, but there was no animosity. They did it the right way. Both fan bases behaved themselves in what was a highly entertaining game. And I would have no problem if Ferndale wins a state title. That is a well-coached team and a lot of sportsmanship with them. I was very impressed by both sides. Anyway, now to the reason why it wouldn't happen. Logistics. One, you got to get a clock in every single gymnasium in every school. Now, is it a problem for Dakota, Lance Cruz North, even the schools around here? Probably not. I mean, I'm sure it wouldn't be a, a light price tag, but... It's still an, an added cost, and especially right now where schools, I don't think, have a ton of funding because of, you know, everything going on in the yeah. world. So money. And then you need someone to run the clock. Again, is that going to be a problem for Marysville, St. Clair, Port here on High Northern? No. You know who it is going to be a problem for? Peck, CPS. You have 70 people in the school and I'm sure it's hard enough to get a scorekeeper. And now you need to find someone to sit there and run the shot clock. Yeah, it's an extra person at the table because it is separate from the other clock. Yes. Because the shot clock has to be reset. And, yes. you know. You have to have someone whose sole job is to click, click. Every time it hits the rim, click, reset it, reset it, reset it. So is it? Something that should be in high school basketball? Yes. Is it possible? Yeah. And I don't know if the cost would fall all on the schools. You think you'd like to hope if the MHSA installed a rule that said, hey, you all need to have this, that they would maybe help out some schools. Like, 
oh, okay, Memphis or New Life Christian, here's a little bit of help, here's a shot clock, something like that. Now, I don't know if that would ever happen, but the smaller schools that maybe don't have a ton of extra cash lying around, yeah, they would have to help out there. Yeah, it would have to in some way. Well, I mean, I guess they did it with the video stuff this year they helped out yeah but that was through also i think the they i don't know i don't know the whole situation with the nfhs if that's a private company that works with the mhsaa but i mean that's what you have to do though you have to find somebody who makes shot clocks and get some sort of a deal to to get this to happen if you want to do this but again money's the big reason why it, it won't happen and the the other part of it is uh you got the traditionalists, and they'll squawk. Who cares? I, I there know. wasn't a three-point line. Dunks were banned at one point. Yeah. Who you cares? Didn't, you didn't really start getting dunks in high school basketball until the last 10 years anyways. I know, <laughs> but still, the point still stands. There, okay, there wasn't a three-point line. Guess what? Then there was. Game. Go look at the uh, – the other day, I looked at the state championship scores from, like, the first state tournaments. The final scores were, like, 17 to 15. So because yeah. they passed the ball around, they ran the weave, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of where you're at with shot clocks. And I think one thing you might have to do if you do implement it is like, let's say let's say this just forces an uprising. The MHSA goes enough. We're not having this again. They're not going to do that. I know. But just in this scenario, you might have to say, OK, in three years or two years, we're going to have a shot clock. So it gives the schools a little bit of time to get everything put in. Do you know when they'll even have a discussion about this? I have not a clue if that's even this, on the table. This is what would have to happen for them to even form a committee to talk about forming a committee to talk about having shot clocks in in gym is somebody would have to sit on the ball basically for an entire half or an entire game to pull off an upset at a state championship and absolutely nobody nobody has the cojones to sit on it that long in a game could you imagine though like you get to the d2 state finals and like ferndale is beating iron mountain four to three at halftime that then that's what it would take is somebody wins a game 10 to 9 because they sat on the basketball game all, or on the ball when they got a possession in every quarter. You This year, you, you're the visiting team. You get the first possession, and you hold the ball for eight minutes and then jack up a shot at the buzzer, and it's nothing-nothing at the end of the first quarter. And then the other team gets a possession, and let's say you get a stop. Let's say they take a shot in the first 20 seconds and you get a stop and you rebound the basketball and then you sit there for 740 and hold the basketball and shoot it just before halftime and, hey, you're up 3 nothing at the half. That's what it would take before somebody said, look, this is ridiculous. We can't have this. Yeah. Especially if, you, like you said, it's in a finals game and it's being televised and the state is watching this, and everybody's going, what is going on? And some people are laughing, thinking it's great, but most people are going, this is stupid. Yeah. That's when – and that's never going to happen. No. Because nobody's ever going to do that. So that's it. It would take somebody like me 
to go out and coach a team and do something like that just to prove a point. <laughs> All right, so I think we rambled on long there enough about anybody that. Like me. It's it was a great season for Cross Lex. Um, probably the best in school history. Hunter Soper. Easily the best in school history. This is because uh, a couple of people were like, because I think you, I you said phrased possibly. it possibly, and it's like, it's no, not no, possibly. No. That, yeah. that was the greatest Crosslex team ever. Yeah. Losing in the quarterfinals does not diminish no. what they did this year in the least. I mean, this was a great season from a great basketball Would you say team. this is the best basketball team since you've been in town? Pretty close. I mean, again, you always ask me this, and I don't have right in front of me, and I don't have years. because I worked for the hockey teams. I didn't follow every run of every team in right. the last twenty-five years, and we did had teams that got to the finals. Yeah, you had Cardinal Mooney, and I didn't get to see those teams play a single game. Right, so I don't know how good they were. Um, but I'll just say that in recent memory of teams that I followed. Boys basketball, this is easily the best. Didn't follow the New Haven teams. Right. Which, so again, I'm not including the Romeo Weems, right. New Haven era teams, because clearly with Romeo Weems and um, Eric, Williams. Eric Williams, they could play basketball. Yeah. but And Hunter Soper, maybe, or probably the best pioneer basketball player ever. Again, there's a long history that goes way before I was around, but. I've never he's heard anybody the, bring up think, any names basketball-wise. I think he's wise. the hardest, the highest scorer and rebounder and maybe block leader. I don't know, I don't know about score, but I know he leads the school all-time in blocks and rebounds. So, And they've had a lot of great athletes through there, and the only other basketball player that I, I can remember, and I don't even know how good he was, I just saw him on a night where he made a lot of shots, was a kid named David Wood. We called him David Rainbow Wood because that night he was shooting rainbows that were scraping the – the top of the ceiling of the gym at Marysville in a district, and he scored like 28 points on like nine threes. It, it, it was ridiculous. Um, but other than that, I, I can't – again, lots of great athletes have have gone through Crosslex, but I can't remember talking about any Crosslex basketball players as much as we've talked about Soper and, uh, and Johnson. All right. Well, I think that puts a nice little wrap-up on that. We had another quarterfinal game. Emily City fell to Country Day. And, well, you saw that one firsthand, so you can talk about that one a little more. And I thought that was a great basketball game, too, so we'll get to that in a moment. Tri-County Equipment is your local John Deere dealer. With 10 locations in southeastern Michigan, Tri-County Equipment can help you get the equipment you need. From tractors to ATVs, from snowblowers to used equipment, Tri-County Equipment is your one-stop shop. Right now, Tri-County Equipment is offering free home delivery on select John Deere models. For a full list, visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Tri-County Equipment with 10 locations in Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carrow, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located in Port Huron, is a full-line distributor of industrial cutting tools, fluid power, electrical tools, and other electrical supplies, providing utility and contract-based services for more than 100 years. The company has a wide range of products that includes abrasives, automotives, ballast and lamps, boxes and closures, building products, chemicals and lubricants, electrical fittings and equipment, janitorial equipment, wire devices, and tapes and safety products. Marshall E. Campbell Company, located at 2975 Lapeer Road, or call them at 800 250 7520 
Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Feel more confident and in control of your financial life. Ameriprise Advisors can work with you to provide personalized, goal-based advice based on your short and long-term goals. Plus, you can track your investments and financial solutions with our digital tools and regular meetings. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services. Services LLC, member FINRA, and SIPC. Start strengthening your finances. Transfer your loan to Advia and we'll cut your rate in half. Plus, make zero payments for 90 days. Members who transfer save an average of $3,400. For stronger savings, visit adviacu.org. Advia Credit Union, real advantages for real people. Not valid on credit card, secure real estate, or commercial loans. Interest accrues at loan disbursement. Estimated 2019 member savings, effective July 1st, 2020. Subject to approval and to change any time. Floor rates and restrictions apply. Equal opportunity lender. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, call 810 Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back. Uh, Dennis Stuckey, Brady Beaton, the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, podcast from one great quarterfinal to another because I don't want this game to go unrecognized yeah. because this was a really good basketball game against, again, two teams that are so evenly matched that if you played this game ten times, I think each team would win five times. I think Emily City actually is the better team. I think they'd win six or seven times. I think they had 
I think it was, I don't want to say a perfect storm for Country Day because they had some players play well. And, well, I think it would be disingenuous to them to say it was a perfect storm. But they got a lot more luck than Emily said. That was where I, where I was actually going to start. And there's a lot to talk about in this game. But one play signifies to me – well, actually, it's two plays, but it happened yeah. in, in one exchange. It's 44-40, to 40, or no, it, it was a four-point game. I don't remember. I think it was 44-40. Um, it couldn't have been because the score ended up 45-40. Or like 42-38 or something. But you, you had um, J.O. 40 wide open in front of the basket mm-hmm. for a layup. And she did everything right. It's not like, you know, sometimes kids short arm it and they hit the, the bottom of the rim mm-hmm. or they fire it too hard off the glass or they scoop it and it goes way wide or they it goes over. No. She kissed it off the square with a, with a shooter's touch, and it started right to the middle of the basket, and it went halfway down, and it popped back out. There's, there's absolutely no reason that that shot didn't go in. She didn't do anything wrong. She executed. It just didn't go in. The basketball gods said, no, thank you, not this time, and spit it back out into the arms of uh, Jaden Elam, for Country Day, who proceeded to sprint down court totally out of control. Yeah. And without, I don't even think she was looking at the basket, Brady. There was a defender closing on her, and she panicked and kind of sidearm, I don't even know if it Fade was a away, hook floater. shot, whatever you want to call it, but it hit off the high glass, had no business even going anywhere near the rim, and it went right down the middle. Mm-hmm. It went right down the middle. That is bad luck at one end and incredibly amazing good luck because I'll tell you, she could throw that ball up a hundred times and make it less than five. And I think the other one was Kayla But that Rosen time it went in. Got a rebound. Same thing, right off the glass. And I think it like stuck on the front of the rim and it was like, mm, yeah, it just nope. hung there for a second. It was like going to go in and it was like, nope. Then like the AC kicked on or something. So, yeah, they, they didn't get a lot of luck. Now, I agree with the argument you got to make your own luck. Um, and to me, the real reason Imlay City didn't advance in this game is because after Mary Langeman's 25 points, they really didn't get anything much from anybody else offensively. Um, Lily Langeman scored six. She made two three-pointers in the fourth quarter. Like the final three minutes, too. Yeah, if she makes two three-pointers throughout the rest of the ball game yeah. and finishes with 12 points, Emily City's going to win that basketball game. Uh, I thought Kayla Rosen played a really good game, but she only scored four points. She scores four more points anywhere in that basketball game. Emily City probably wins that basketball game. They didn't get – and secondary scoring. They got good play from everybody. Yes. There, there's nobody who I thought, like, oh, they blew the game for them. Yeah. They were terrible tonight. Everybody played well. It's just only Mary Langeman had scoring touch for them in that game. And it seemed like every time Emily City hit a three or got a layup to bring within one, someone would go down the floor, throw up a shot that is a 20% shot, and it would rattle home. Uh, and then what Country Day did is they kind of picked each other up. Um, without Emma Arico in the first half, they're not in the game. No. She scored 12 points 
Emily City couldn't figure out how to stop her penetration because every time she got inside the, the free throw line in the paint, she scored every time. Uh, and when Emily City finally took that away, other kids in the second half showed up. Like uh, uh, Asia Yokely, not afraid to shoot the ball. And in the first half, we were kind of looking at each other going, why do they just keep letting her jack up shots? And it wasn't like she was wide like, open threes. She was like one out of a million. And she'd touch the ball and boom, fired in the shot up. And then we found out in the second half why they want her to shoot because she got hot and knocked down uh, some three-pointers and finished with 12 points. Uh, and then uh, there were two other girls who in the first half were a complete non-factor. In fact, I thought Elam was killing them in the first half. She was playing Ole defense, and Emily City was running right by her, getting layups and getting baskets, and she wasn't doing anything offensively. And she she's a tall, lanky kid, wasn't rebounding. Wasn't Then in the second half, she scored nine points and got a lot of rebounds. And then Abulu, who had foul trouble and sat on the bench basically for three quarters, dominated the fourth quarter. She got every rebound when they needed a rebound or when Emily City needed to rebound. Yeah. Abula got there first and, and got every rebound. And even if she did score, killed more clock. She was kind of like what Jack Kennedy was for Ferndale. Yeah. Just but an, she did get six, and they came like yes. every each of her three baskets were at a key moment. Like it seemed like Emily City would get the miss they needed, and it's a one-point game, but Abula got the rebound and put it back in. And it was just like, come on. When or like just... you were saying, oh, there's a three-pointer from Langeman. Oh, down at the other end, Abula open for a layup. Yeah. They get it right back. Yeah, it was just like, are you kidding me? But MLA City, unlike Cross Laxu, again, they have a lot of people coming back, but their stars are seniors. MLA City has a lot coming back. They lose Kayla Rosen, and they lose Abigail Thibodeau. Besides that, everyone else who scored and played in that game is back. Mary Langman, going to be a senior. Lily Langman, going to be a junior. Jaya Forty, going to be a senior. Anna Langman, going to be a senior. Dakota Deal, she didn't play. She played minutes in the regional. She's going to be a better player. Lexa Forty didn't play either. She's going to be a sophomore. If they can grow, I don't see a reason why we won't have a quarterfinal game again next year. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And um, if she's not the best girls player in the area now, Mary Langeman might be next year. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got to see her for the first time. She, like, when I say she's smooth and confident, she looks like a, yeah, a baller. Well, the, the thing that impresses me is, like, the, the release. Mm. Like, she's, like, I, I was trying to think of somebody. Rip Hamilton. Like, the ball touches her hands, and it's away. Yeah. And, and she's accurate, and she just she, – if she gets to her spot and they get the ball in her hands, she'll get the shot away, and she'll make most of them. And that's what she did. I mean, she had, what, five threes on Monday night? It's, yeah, I think four were catch and shoot, and then she had one that was a step back three yeah. that was kind of impressive too. Yeah. Because I think she glassed that and, one. Yeah, I think that was the <laughs> last – oh, no, that wasn't the last one she hit. But, no, Emily City, they might be playing country day again because I'm just going to go down their roster. This is the, the grades they're in. Freshman, sophomore, freshman, 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 sophomore, freshman, sophomore. Senior, that's a Bulu. Freshman, freshman. And that kind of made it more impressive too because that was a tight ball game. There, there was no – 
point really where either team was really burying the other team? I mean, it was a 10-point game after three, but you didn't feel like Emily City was out of it. Right. Um, and, and again, those young kids did a good job and good coaching too. Yes, both, both, both yeah. teams. Good coaches and again, uh, in that basketball Another game. situation where that's what a high school quarterfinal game should be like. There was, I didn't think anything ever got out of hand. No, I, I'll say this because I'm not a big fan of, of officials. Good officiating. Yes. Thought yes. the game was, was good. I, I don't remember a point where we were I, like, oh, that's just horrible. These guys are ridiculous. I think, I mean, obviously you're never going to have a perfect game. No, you, yeah. There's I, one or two calls where you're like, oh, I, how does that not get called? But – it wasn't enough to affect. Yeah, the there, there there was there was a put back where I I thought the uh, the Emily City girl was fouled. I don't know if it was Langman or, or not. It, maybe uh, Rose. Maybe Rose, and I, I that she was definitely fouled there. But That's they've been it. letting them play the whole game, mm-hmm. and they've stayed consistent with it. And the same things are happening at the other end, which was further away from us. I'm right. sure the Country Day people thought that they got fouled a couple times, and it was let go. Yep. So. Emily City season ends, and that ends our basketball season. But, Dennis, you're going to be at a baseball game. We'll talk a little bit about uh, some hardball here next segment. That, that's going to be fun. We'll do that in just a moment. Buying or selling a home? You need an experienced company standing ready to help you with all your real estate needs who is committed to making you the client number one. O'Connor Realty hung out its real estate sign in the city of Marysville almost 40 years ago to help the good people of this community buy and sell their homes. O'Connor Realty provides access to free, no-obligation home valuation reports prepared by a licensed realtor with no hidden fees. Located at 2801 Gratiot Boulevard, Marysville, give O'Connor Realty a call at 810 364 for all your real estate needs, O'Connor Realty, small enough to know you, large enough to serve you. Hi, Chip Mortimer here. So much depends on your roof. Mortimer Lumber proudly features the Landmark Series shingle from CertainTeed Roofing. Landmark shingles come in many colors to surely enhance the look of your home. Landmark shingles offer a limited lifetime warranty, so you can be assured your roof will last for generations to come. Stop by Mortimer Lumber at 24th and Lapeer in Port Huron. Our expert staff will be glad to help answer all of your questions. Mortimer Lumber has locations in Port Huron, Emily City, Sandusky, and Bad Axe. Neiman's Family Market, located in St. Clair, is family-owned and operated and involved in the community. Neiman's has created a shopping experience providing a variety of quality products, specialty items, with superior customer service. Whatever your grocery needs are, from meats, bulk food, bakery items, produce, or even floral, Neiman's Family Market has what you will need. Entertaining? Neiman's has a full deli, and they do party trays. Check out our new mobile website and see weekly specials, coupons, and recipes. Open 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. all week long. Visit at Neiman's Family Market in St. Clair. You'll be glad you did. Michaels, your dealer for the people. Dennis, what are you doing? I'm trying to do a commercial for Michaels Car Center, but there's so much they do. Like what? Well, they do sales, service, and rentals. They have a body shop. They buy used vehicles. They'll beat or match any deal. Plus, there's guaranteed credit approval. Wow, I knew Michaels Car Center has been the area's hometown dealer for 35 years, but with all that, Michaels really is your dealer for the people. Michaels Car Center, 4371 24th Avenue, Fort Open 8 to 6 weekdays, 9 to 3 on Saturdays. Michael's your dealer for the people. 
TP Logos in Marysville has the area's largest selection of in-stock school spirit wear, corporate wear, and construction company gear. They do custom embroidery and custom screen printing and are the fastest growing uniform sublimation company in Michigan. Visit tplogos.com to see their vast selection of products including Badger Sportswear, Nike, North Face, Richardson Hats, Carhartt, and more. They are open weekdays 830 to 430 or by appointment. Don't wait weeks for your gear. TP Logos will have it in days. Located across from Walt Braun Viking Stadium in Marysville. Having car trouble? Look no further than Marysville Goodyear. Located at 291 Range Road, Marysville Goodyear will take care of all your automotive needs. They know that just one visit to them will make you a customer for life. Whether it's a tune-up or tire rotation, consistency is the name of the game for the folks at Marysville Goodyear. Need tires? Marysville Goodyear is a certified dealer of Goodyear, Dunlop, and Kelly Tires, and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marysville Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee. We welcome you to make Port Huron Schools your district of choice. Your child will experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region at Port Huron Schools. We specialize in providing personalized success for all students because each Port Huron Schools journey is unique and special. This year, more than ever, we truly appreciate our families and would like to thank them for their continued support. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, you're back with uh, Dennis and uh, Brady. Uh, we've got our first high school baseball game coming up this afternoon. I'll be down in Algonac, Algonac taking on Marine City. Uh, then on Friday, we'll go to Marine City and they'll play Marysville. And then on uh, Saturday, Marysville's got a doubleheader at home against Yale, and we'll do uh, both of those games. I'm going to add some games, too, but um, I'll do that for Friday and Saturday so that Brady can have something to do, too. But we're going to start with Marysville only because um, uh, I took a picture of our little cheat sheet yeah. on my phone, and when I opened up the pictures, Marysville was the first one, so that's why we're going to start there. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, so um, Marysville, I got to talk to Coach Caleb Dahlman for a minute, and he's kind of like what we're at right now. He's like, and, you know, usually like when we talked about football and basketball, a lot you preface it off the year before. There's no year before to preface it. The area kind of hit a hard reset with baseball and softball and all spring sports, really. Yeah, because they missed an entire season last year. Yeah, there was no partial – like, they had tryouts. Um, Here's what he knows about his team. He's got Maceo Miller, probably going to be their number one pitcher. Uh, He's also going to be playing around the infield. Larry Smayfield, more times than not, going to see him at the hot corner. Maybe the best stick in their lineup. I know he – I've heard he's got he's got pop off the bat. Oh, he's got I saw him hit a triple last year at PH that was just a bomb. It's a home run everywhere else you play in, yeah. in high school baseball except maybe northern cuz Yeah, cuz that's left a cavernous. Field at northern is ridiculous too. And Zach Myers behind the dish. He's uh, all three of them are going to Jackson Community College by the way, which old SC4 coach Rick Smith just got his 800th victory. Wow. Uh, uh down there. Wow. His, of his career. Wow, 800. Yeah. Even though baseball plays a lot of games, that's still a lot. But anyway, um, 
So those are the the guys. Even still, like yeah. they're they're probably only playing about forty games a year, right? So I mean, you win twenty games a year. Do the math. Yeah. Um. So those are the three guys. He's like, they're the only ones with actual varsity experience. Um. Some other names that he mentioned just around, like, I mean, I on my cheat sheet at each position, short, second, and first. All have three names down for potential players who could play in there. The outfield was kind of like a combination of uh, four guys. The outfield, some names I got from him: Josh Cordero, Owen Vagey, uh, Smayfield, because you don't you can see him run, and uh, Porter Kays in the outfield. Um, Vagey, another name listed uh, in the middle infield. Uh, Kyle Nagin uh, uh, was a guy he said maybe at second base. I'm, I'm not going over every single name. There was uh, Ferguson, Kays, and Richards at possibly first base. He's going to have a lot of figuring out to do, and he's I think he scheduled six non-conference games before league game yeah. basically to do that. Well, I, here's the thing. You can put Maceo Miller anywhere on the ball field, mm-hmm. maybe even catcher. Uh, but certainly he can play any position on the infield, any position in the outfield, and, and he's going to run the ball down and, he, and he's going to make plays. And obviously he's the ace of the staff. But Larry Smayfield's the same way. You could put Larry anywhere on the field. Very athletic. And, and he's going to make the plays. And, and I know that Denny White has told me he'd love to get his hands on Larry Smayfield because yeah. he thinks the kid could be a great pitcher. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean he's another guy in their rotation. I mean, can I kind of ask him like, okay, because you know you have your three days a week league starter, and he said Maceo Miller and Larry Smayfield are probably gonna you're gonna see them every single series in the league, and then he was like, I'm not really sure who that third starter is left. He listed off some names, but again, he's like. None of these kids have varsity experience. You don't know which kid that was a freshman two years ago, played travel ball, his body developed a little bit, and now he's a stud, and you just don't know about him yet. It would be fun to see Zach Meyer throw, but you can't take him from behind the plate because he might be the best catcher in the area. And that's why that's a a good positive for Marysville. You have an experienced catcher back there, and that's the position where it probably matters the most. Yeah. So, but it would be fun. I mean, he is a quarterback. Yeah, and he does have an arm. Yes, he does. And and uh, it would be fun to watch him throw a fastball. So you mentioned <laughs> pitching and Denny White. Uh, if there's one thing St. Clair doesn't need more of, it's pitching. Uh, their their strength is a hundred percent on the mound. I mean, I'm just gonna go through and list. They have four or five guys that are legit. They throw hard. Luke Murkaw, he's another Jackson uh, Community College commit. He throws 85 uh, from the left side, too. Jacob Turner, a right-hander, throwing in the 90s. That's not fair that they get a former big league player. (laughs) That's what I said. Um, (laughs) He's committed to Bowling Green. Uh, A name you recognize from basketball, Cam Bleasdale. He's in the high 80s. Uh, Bo Becker, uh, he's going to Aquinas. Uh, He's throwing mid-80s. And then you have Brendan Cole, who I can't read my own chicken. Oh, 88 to 89 is what I have written down. So there's five guys right there that are probably going to be the front of the end guys who can really throw. And yeah, that's that's a legit staff to have. And Denny's in, Denny and St. Clair's in the Mac White. 
they're going to have some stiff competition. You know, um, we know they're, that they're going to pitch well. We know they'll catch the baseball. Uh, I guess the biggest question for Denny was he wasn't sure who was going to hit or how much they were going to hit. Yeah. I bet that they end up being all right oh, there, yeah, too. Oh, yeah. And, again, Denny's the same guy that told us, oh, I'm not sure how good we'll be. And then he's ranked third in his division <laughs> when the preseason <laughs> rankings come out. Okay. Yeah, thanks, Denny. Um, but And then some other names around the diamond in the infield. You'll have guys. Turner will be there. Cramp. Uh, both Ellis's are on the diamond. Uh, Logan in the outfield. Luke Ellis probably on the left side of the infield sometimes. Eli Laura kid um, at first base that you might see. And Mason Spezia behind the, uh, the plate. He's committed to Cleary. Um, so a lot of college players. Bleasdale in the outfield. Matt Buslup. You'll probably see him out in the grass. So a lot of names that are familiar. And I'm sure they'll end up figuring out some hitting. And, yeah, uh, to that, line, that pitching lineup alone, Dennis, you know pitching dominates at all levels. But, the, like, the lower you go, the more pitching's important. So the high school level, it matters. And there will, there will be uh, afternoons where they only need to score two runs to win a game. Right. And, I, and basically, the thing that they're going to do – if they get to four or five runs, I think they're solid in most games. Yeah. So let's talk about the team you're seeing tonight. Uh, our old friend, Coach Darren Letson, now on the, the diamond. He is he's, he's pretty excited for some depth he's got on the mound. And he's like in years past, especially with the way it's set up with the three-game series, it's hard to get depth. And if you don't have that pitching depth, it's going to cost you. You see him take on Algonac, um, and it's not going to be the same feel as like a league game because I think their first day of practice was yesterday or two days ago. But they are they're excited. Um, guys on the mound, again, tell me if these names sound familiar. Mason Walker, Charles Tiger, Matt Simons, Zach Tetler, Jeff Hesla. And then he said, this other kid, this little lefty, Riley Cass, he's like, doesn't throw that hard. No one gets hard contact off of him. He's going to be a guy that comes in, a little bit of a changeup for him. Um, again, around the infield, you have, you have Distelrath, Tetler, Chapman, Tiger, Walker, uh, uh, Mason Walker, Wyatt Walker, uh, Carter Ames, behind the dish, Anthony Renzel, Jeff Hesla. You go to the outfield. The uh, Walker again, uh, Zach Tetler, Matt Terhune, and then a kid that uh, we haven't really talked about much, but he was a really good diver, Ian Blackstock. Uh, he's another kid he's excited for in the outfield. All right, and I'll get to see uh, them this afternoon against Algonac, and then again on uh, Friday afternoon against Marysville. I'm really looking forward to that one. Yeah, and one thing – today. Today I'm not sure what I'm going to see yeah. for for either team because it's going to be the the first game competition. But I, I I do think it's a good idea. I like the teams that are getting out and playing these early games. The weather right now, hopefully, it stays this way. It's beautiful yeah. today. Be, be, because this is how you figure out what kind of a team you have is you play somebody. Yeah, and the one thing with this Marine City team, they have speed. I mean. 
Tetler, Tigert, uh, Rensel. The Walkers aren't the fastest, but they're not slow by any means. They're going to be able to take an extra 90 feet and maybe steal a few runs throughout the season. Yeah, and that's that's a Marine City and a St. Clair thing, and it has been for years. I don't know what's in the water in East China, but uh, they have speed in in, in, in droves. Mm-hmm. They just so, find fast kids. So basketball is over. Baseball and softball is here. And don't worry. If we didn't talk about your team, we're still we, – we, we had a couple yeah. quarterfinal games to get to. Yeah. We've been in contact with some other coaches. Uh, we're, we're talking about softball. We're going to talk about the rest of the baseball teams. Yeah, our softball coverage starts on the 13th, which I think is Monday. Or Tuesday. I don't know. It's Monday or it's Tuesday. It's early next week. And, and the, the first two games are uh, Port Huron High at uh, Marine City and Anchor Bay at St. Clair. So two real good matchups to start the season. Yeah. And also, I have to save a little bit of content for Friday, too. Yeah, probably. So but we'll, we'll have some baseball to talk we about. We will. And hopefully the weather stays this perfect all season long. Well, don't jinx it. He's jinxing it. You always got to jinx things. And one thing that we will know that uh, during baseball and softball season, if you tune into my games, they'll all be close and exciting and walk-offs. How can you say the you, blowout curse is a and, thing? And if You're you, grasping and if at you straws here. Tune into Brady's games. Probably it's going to be a lot. How many overtime basketball games do you have this year? Um, Zero. I don't know about that. I think I had an overtime game no, this you year. Didn't. I think I did. I'd have to go back and look. But the, it's meaningless. In terms of quality – I had close games. I have from the start of the year, and you have blowouts. You have two overtime games this year, and you think that you're the the king of the tight game. What was the score in your regional games? 20-point blowout, 24-point blowout, 27-point blowout. What, they beat Armada by 30 in the district final? Yeah, you're close games. Come on. Come on. Get out of here, Beaton. All right. It's time to go. All right. Bye. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.